0: Welcome to the Jeff Gross Podcast. This episode is brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to partypoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes. Hi, I'm Derek Stevens, owner and chief executive officer of Circus Sports, home of the world's largest sports book, and now the largest football contest guarantee in history. We've got $10 million on the line between our two contests. Circa Millions has $4 million in guarantees, including a million in quarterly payouts. The Circus Survivor has a $6 million guarantee. The one thing at Circus Sports, 100% payback, no rake. You enter in Vegas, play from anywhere. Visit CircusSports.com for more info. Must be 21 or older and in Nevada to legally enter. Circus Sports encourages responsible gaming. All rights reserved. All right, there's a lot. We got a lot to go over. I don't. I could spend the whole time just over your your hen and mob. I just gotta. Those who may not somehow know you, uh, you do have a very impressive resume. I think three World Series bracelets, over 21 million. You're only what 27 years old. Is that correct? 27.
1: Yes, I'm 27 right now. Yeah.
0: So as we we kind of, I, I just want to kind of give people a little bit of an idea and, and look quickly here through sort of your uh, your hand and mob and where it all started. And also to lead out with it. Um, you won your first live event. Did you, had you played anything before or did you actually just take first place the first time you ever stepped into a casino or was there a couple you didn't cash uh, or did you just literally walk in and win this?
1: Uh, well, like I, tra- I, before that tournament, I used to play like a small tournament, like 50 Euro tournaments, like hundred Euro tournaments, but that, that small tournaments are not in hand on mob. But yeah, that one was my first, big buying like 500 and I won it so and my first 1k I won it too uh, right after I think like a couple months after so yeah I was really lucky at my beginning of the career and I still I'm still lucky too
0: (laughs) how yeah so tell me I mean like uh, give me a little bit of idea on at this point what were you were you already very established online and like these lots so now like all right I'm gonna hop into live or were you sort of just starting online and live the same time, or had you already been playing a lot online at, at 2012? Uh, 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 well,
1: I I just turned 18 in July 2012. So before that, I play online and with friends and stuff like that. Uh, like just before the, this first wing, I was uh, like creating cast life. I started like one, two, then moved to two, four really quick, and four, eight was the maximum level. in cash game in Madrid and I was playing there every day. Like I go to university at the morning and go to the casino in the evening. So yes, I was like kind of the green there. I play online too. Uh, I, I just only seen in poker at that time. So it was my passion. I, I, I think I was like, uh, ahead of my time, like for 18 years old, I, I already studied a lot, I started studying like a, assisting a lot of poker, everything, every video I see, every forum I can read, everything, I just love it, and my, my goal was to be really prepared when, when I turned 18 years old. So I turned 18 years old at the beginning. I started winning non-stop, and then my first win is 500 euro tournament, and then my first 1k2 I win, and and then the, in October I win my first 10k2. So I was really lucky at the beginning.
0: But so okay, so so this is uh this is very interesting to me. So you, what got you for a couple questions here? What got you into? poker originally like was this something your friends were all doing you saw moneymaker i mean it's 2012 because i'm yes. i'm 35 so poker for me it was like around the boom 2003 moneymaker all this stuff right for you you're in you're in spain uh you know 2012 it's later what 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 caught your attention what made it exciting for you did you have a friend who was very successful did i mean what? yeah tell me how
1: 2012, I, st- I become like uh, 18 years old, but I discovered that when I was 16 and 2010, about more or less, and I discovered one day watching uh, just the TV, I watched one show, I don't know, DPT or something like that. Uh, in the late night, I, I remember I was studying, I was the summer, so I was in ho- on holiday, so I I go to the bed really re- late and can watch some of the poker content I see in the TV, and I love it. like. I see for two, three days straight. I think, wow, this game is amazing. I start uh, doing some research online about how people play how, if it's possible to win the long period and i see that if you are better player than an opponent you can win in the long run so i really love it like from when i started like when i was underage i just play with, a lot with my parents and stuff like that but not poker like other spanish games and i i always love all the card games and like board games and all this stuff and i think right like i'm really talented to play these games even before poker so yeah i just love it, the game and then also the the when i was 16 17 i don't have money because i i don't i never work at, at that age so poker i see myself like a, a way to to win some money and was really fun too so just yes, why not trying and i started trying and from the beginning i i, I was winning
0: it's, it's uh, and and what did your family say about this, friends? Because like gambling, what's you know, were, were people very were they worried, were they hesitant, or the fact that you started young, you didn't really have any money, so you weren't risking a lot, right? You were just sort of coming up from yeah. you know the beginning. Were, were they supportive? Were they like, oh, this is great, this is? or they just kind of said, okay, you know, son, good luck, try a little. They figured maybe this is just a little phase or something. You know, what, what was their – Your parents' mentality when you set yeah. out.
1: I start playing online and my parents asked me if this is real money i said no at the beginning i didn't play real money i start like uh, with free content and everything free like videos strategy and everything without paying. and then my parents see that i spent a lot of the time playing poker they didn't like that much they were they were scared i think it's, it's pretty normal especially for a guy who will have only 16 years old and and but we have like kinda deal. If I have like uh good marks at the at the school, uh, they allow me to play more or less. So that's kinda deal we have. Like I need to pass my my exams and if it if it's fine i can play the only thing I, I played when i was 16 17 is like i played 10 revives with my friends in my town with people older than me all of them i was there with 16 17 trying to play some poker and like i remember winning my first tournament for 200 euros or something like that i was pretty pretty happy so yes and then when i becomes 18 years old my band role was like 1,000 or 1. 1.5 thousand or something like that. Like really small bundle but I start playing like small tournaments online and playing some live tournaments like 50 bucks or something like that. I win. I was really lucky to like my first. I don't know. Maybe my first 10 live events. I win like four, five of them or something like that. Like 50 wow. euros, 30 euros or something like that. So yeah, I, I make a bundle of 6k pretty fast and then move to. Cash games table, like uh, as I told you before, I went to two, four and that stuff. That's my beginning,
0: very cool. And and I gotta, you know, I was gonna warm you up and before I asked the difficult question, but I, I gotta know what were you doing studying then and now? Like, I well, let's start then. You we were watching, but how did you actually were you using a course, or how did you study then?
1: Before it was really difficult because there is no content, I didn't speak English uh well i still didn't speak english too well but uh, in 2012 my english is not was not good so i can read content in english and most of the strategy content are in english so uh, i just read the only poker forum in spanish we have and the the only players who make some videos in spanish so everything every uh, every spanish content I, i read and stuff like that but there is no software it's like more like people telling like they play this way because of that or that, but most of us we are wrong and now we know. But yeah, it was more like a talented game, I guess, and to see and try to learn from the best. Like my, my plan always was uh, to copy the best players. So I think it's the best way to to learn, just copy the, the players that, who demonstrate that they are winning for long periods, and that was how I
0: started. <laughs> Very cool. And and now though, there's so much information. There's so many, you know, PO solvers and and just content galore, right? There's YouTube, Twitch, all this stuff going on, all these different coaching format platforms, your friends, right? You guys have a very strong group, your core friends, very, very good probably to talk hands strategy, you know, get notes on other players. Uh, what would you say now is is the way you focus the most to get improve? Um, you know, it's sort of like golf, right? Like to go from 120 shooting to a hundred, not super difficult to go down to 90, 80, you start getting there. Once you get around scratch to make one, two strokes, the little adjustments are so difficult and the, the best of the best that are doing how are you able to continue to to improve from the level you're at what are some of the you know you don't have to give me your secrets but no. what are some of the types of uh things that you do to to sort of uh, what format is it with friends is it po solver type work or, or what are you doing to sort of move forward now
1: i love to I love to mix all the formats to, because I think it's the best way to learn, like I work with solvers, I work with PO and, and other solvers, but also I, uh, most of the work I do is with my friends just talking about hands or watching like replays of big final tables or analyzing databases of my normal, more, more common opponents and stuff like that. So I think that we can learn from everyone, especially when we are at high stakes like maybe I don't know for a random example, maybe I play better So sort of stack and I don't know seewe play better like deep stack, so I try to learn from his uh, deep stack maybe another guy play better ICM or maybe another guy play better up. like Poker is so complex, so I think we can learn from everyone and yeah that's how I approach poker, like, I think that I, I need to learn from solvers, I need to learn from other players, I need to learn from my own mistakes, so I like to pick everything at the same time, and depending on the move I have, the, like, the solver world is more more hard and I, I, it's more boring for me, but I, I also think it's, it's important, but yeah, I I just, uh, I think I'm really good at, at analyzing, like, hands and talking with Friends and keeping new things into my game and try my by myself, so yeah, that's the way I started.
0: I've uh, got a couple, couple it uh, looks like friends from from Madrid or people that may know you. Marquitos is in the chat, and uh, also Marada 2000. One's asking about you playing MUS, I guess it's a basque card game. What is that? Are you do you know what that is, or what? if you're good at
1: MUS? Yeah, most.
0: Yeah, uh, that
1: is a Spanish
0: card game, uh, car game.
1: It's really fun, and yeah, I play with my with my parents, especially all, all the summers I play with him. It's like two by two, you play by two by two, and and it's pretty fun. Yeah, I, I really like to play, and I think I'm, I, I'm good at it.
0: Oh, there, all right, there we go. We're, we're going to take a lot of questions. I do want to remind people that we are doing this live. We're also doing it with a 109 giveaway. I know you're sponsored by Winamax. Party Poker's giving away a phase ticket. I know we're actually on day two of the 5K, 5 million on Party Poker. So I, I got to say your illustrious career. You've got, I think, an EPT title. You've got World Series of uh, Poker, three bracelets. But what would it mean for you to win that triple crown? Because now they don't really do the EPT anymore. So there's not many people that have won across the three tours. I, I do not You might know. Do you know how many triple crown winners are there? Is there like five?
1: yeah like i don't know exactly but it's about five six players i think yeah i really want to, to win i finished four in world poker Tour miami that was my close call to the world poker tour i would love to to win online too and day two about average stack so let's see if it's if i run well there and yeah i love to win the, the triple crown and i will have the Four crown if I win because I have the Party Poker Millions too is a huge event too now. So that one
0: uh, I won the main event in Bahamas.
1: Uh, so I think it's a big main event too, and yeah, I would love to to win the World Poker
0: Tour too. Wow, that's actually yeah, I guess Party that would be the four. So I don't know, probably no one's won four. I'm sure, right? There's no yeah. way that anyone's done that.
1: Yeah, probably not.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty cool. What is what what is um what is your out of all these the results and, and accolades, which to you is the most fun or like it was the most meaningful was it that early million dollar score uh just because it was so big and relative to the situation at the current time or or which one for you is the most meaningful
1: i think the three main events i won uh, are the more important everything uh, every of the three was important at the beginning the first one was the 10k world series europe main event i won for close to a million or for a million uh, euros and that was my like, my first 10k live i played one or two online before but it was my first 10k live and i i won it and my band role increased by a lot i like i have one before playing the 10k but that one was huge for me and that one i think is pretty pretty important then my PT win 2015 was uh, like my dream when i start playing poker i always say to my friends i will play one day on EPT. Uh, i i watch it every every life stream of of epts and i really love this 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 tournament and to be able to win was fucking amazing for me like insane and then my most recent victory like was bahamas party million Uh, that one for another million and that was was really good for me because i was in the biggest dungeon of my career just before that win so i was like a little bit worried I, i was losing for over a year I think and uh, but I still worked really hard trying to 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 become like and uh, to be in the top level and after this tournament I won three tournaments in a row all of them in the first bullet so it was like a key point in my career too and I think these three tournaments are really really important for me 2013 2015 and 2019.
0: And, and you go, I mean, yeah, this run here is pretty insane. You go first, first, first right here. What what was going on here, the end of 19? Because, so, I mean, it's kind of got to be a little worrisome, right? You're on a downswing, uh, playing yeah. big buy-ins. It's, it's, it can get expensive. Uh, and the year's coming to an end, right? There's always that little period, Christmas, sort of after the new year. It's sort of like the year's closing. You're not having a good year what what do you think shifted for you what happened was it just you were running bad did you actually look at yourself and say you know what i haven't been playing so well or maybe you know you had to take a break or you were burnt out what do you think was the reason that you were sort of in a downswing or not doing well or was it just just purely variance for the most part looking back i think i
1: think looking back is uh a mix of some some things like i think the key thing is like uh, after half too much success between 2013 2017 i won a lot of money i kind of relax and play a lot of live tournaments i was like uh, traveling like over five six months a year and when i w- was traveling playing live i didn't study that much so my game was not in my a game for sure and my opponents started studying a lot. Uh, like, stakes in online stakes increase by a lot. And people are, like, studying with solvers and all the stuff. I was, like, kid late to this study. So for sure, I was not, like, top 10 player at, the, at that moment. Uh, or top 20, maybe. Uh, but also, I run really, really bad. Uh, like Especially, like, in big, big events, like, over 5K tournaments or 10K Tournaments I was ru- running really bad. I I was playing online, studying, and see like I was winning BB per hundred, I was like would roll online, everything is good, but in the big events I always miss the cast. But how that's how poker world, like my mentality is really strong. So my plan was to to win as hard as possible. So I play a lot of online, a lot of live, trying to study a lot and just the, all the rank come and i win three tournaments in a row for the first bullet <laughs> all of them that was pretty insane and yeah i finished the year pretty good uh, and i was really happy but that's how poker works and after this win and in 2019 I, I i think i
0: i recovered my my level to the top of, of the entity guys
1: and i'm really happy right now
0: do you, would you do you consider like do you do coaching? Would you coach people? And have you ever thought you know these guys are coming out? There's courses, raise your edge, upswing, you know, DTO. There's all these different guys that have had extreme success. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's a ton others that I could could name. Chance Cornet, these guys that have courses and do that. Does that would that interest you to create a database or maybe do one not in you know in Spanish or something else where you could do a course for people. Do you have any interest in that, or coaching, or, or is that something you haven't considered yet?
1: I thought about it, and I think it could be really interesting. But there are two two reasons. Uh, one is like I uh, want I really I'm really motivated right now to 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 be one of the best MTT players in the world. So that's I need a lot of work and a lot of focus on that and also uh, I, I work for winamax so we do a lot of uh, streaming online like a twitch session i have today one twitch session for example and we do some free content so uh, they don't allow me like to sell the content and it's like everything free for all the all the guys so yeah i look i do a lot of content from from them but it's all free content Maybe in the future, maybe why not doing like some advanced course or something like that. But right now it's not in my mind. So maybe in a a year, a couple of years, I don't know. Uh, It's something that I have in mind, but for the moment, I'm not doing anything like that. Only like free content. They can see me playing in YouTube or or in Twitch like uh, often. And that's the content I do.
0: So I, I, I think, I mean, honestly, your, your resume is so impressive. This number is crazy, but the crazier part is that you don't have like over a $1.5 million score. Yeah. I mean, that's almost impossible. Like that's so crazy. Right. Cause some of these guys that have like 15, 20, 30 million, they might have a 5 million score, 7.5, you know, bring Kinney, uh, didn't, uh, and Ari and Negrani, Coleman, you know, they're hitting the million dollar, 10, $12 million score. So to have this type of consistency, for this number is is pretty insane. And, and I mean, it really is impressive. What what about the high rollers, though? I think, what's the highest buy-in you've played? Have you played the million or the 500 or 250?
1: Yeah, played the, I played the million. I played the 300. I played the 250. I played a bunch of 100Ks. But I run, run really bad at, at all of this stuff. So, yeah, if I was running a little bit better, probably my handle model looks way higher than that. I think most of my winnings are from main events and like normal vines, like between 1K and 10K or even 25K sometimes. Like I won a lot of money in these vines, but in 50 k 100Ks, this type of vines, I win too much. Uh, I won 150K, but I never win 100K, I never win 250 or something like that. So I hope this change soon and I really want to, to, to increase my winnings, but yeah. That's how poker works. Like at the end of the my career, maybe I play I don't know 20, 30 bullets of uh, tournaments over 100k, and variance is insane there. Like you can run really well and win a, won a lot, or you can run bad and didn't cash for a big amount.
0: Does, does, does this? So you're Spain's number one money list right now, and some very yeah. strong players. I know. I believe you're you're close with. A fair amount of these guys. I know this crew of like one part of the is very tough. See him doing very well. Uh, Sergey Ryacks and, and Sergey Adayo. I'm probably pronouncing their names wrong, but yeah, are these some of your guys? you guys are all pretty close and talk strategy? Is it more friendly or competitive between this group? No, we are
1: friendly. Like yeah, with Sergey Adayo, who is second in the all time on in Spain. I, it was my first. A life partner. Like I moved to London with when well, I was 18 with him and other friends. So we have a really close friendship. But like I a long time. I, uh, we didn't live together, but yeah, we talk uh, often. And when we are in the live tournament, we are friends. Also with Sergi Rizat, Juan Pardo, that, that are like three or four in the in the all-time when it is, We work together. They play high stakes online and. Yeah, we talk about the strategy and everything together.
0: And and, and uh, what would you say? You know, where, where do you rank the Spanish players? Right, because like the different countries, you know, Germany had a real big stretch in the high rollers. Uh, Spanish also is, is you know, very strong now. How would you kind of rank the order of countries in terms of strength? Or is there just so many players, so many great players like from each pocket? You know, would you say that the Spanish standard is is one of the best at this point in terms of the the quality?
1: maybe i'm biased because i know most of the guys and i really talk about strategy about them but i really think like the spanish like the, 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 there's two things about the spanish poker players there's the guys who have to move outside spain and move into uh, poker player's houses or something like that these guys were really hard and i think the level is so high probably one of the best in the world uh, by level I think but um, then there are some people that, who stayed in Spain that they are not professional and I think uh, some of these players are uh, not so good at the moment so there's a big gap between professional and not professional in Spain I think uh, but I think that the professional community is really really strong like entity players there are many many of them the thing is like when you see online Spanish people don't play with Spanish flag, so you don't know, but there's plenty of them. Like, if you play, if you know the guys, so many of the guys who play cast game, high stakes online every day are from Spain, like many, many of them. And MTT is the same. Like, we are playing the, the big schedule every day, and most of the guys, uh, many of the guys are from Spain, and they are so good, I think.
0: And and what is, uh... What is it like when you p- play some of these like 25K, 50K events with some of these guys that you're very close with? Maybe, you know, Sergio, how do you pronounce your How do you, uh, Sergio, what is it? Sergio either. Know, yeah, like if you guys are, you know, at a final table or two tables left, you're near the money and you guys are good friends. Because this is something that I know for a while there was a problem or people were it was kind of weird, like the German group. Right. People knew they kind of swapped and stuff. And it, was, it wasn't it was like a secret, but it's kind of weird when you have like a good, a very good friend or some swaps and you're playing with someone. How does that how do you kind of like men- mentally decide, OK, you know, I know a lot of great players. They say, it doesn't matter if it's your grandma at the table. You're playing 100 percent. Put potty, you know, going, but there are spots, right, where you can three bet or flat or yeah. you know whatever. So how do you kind of balance this? Because this is something I find interesting in, in the high stakes, uh, small fields when you collide with you know friends or or whatever. How, how do you feel on this? And, and you know this with with other groups, right? You see like certain times where you're in a tournament. And you may see, like, wow, well, these guys are both very – you know they're best friends. You know yeah. they they probably swapped a decent piece or whatever. Like, how, how do you sort of uh, – both sides of that?
1: I think when you play super high stakes, as I play, uh, the pro- it's, it's not a real problem because, like, most of the guys who, who play really high stakes are really rich already. So they have big band roles and all this kind of stuff. And they don't want to risk the reputation or, or even his mental – like health, thinking about all the stuff. And I think just play normal. Like I play same against Sergio Aido, Juan Pardo, and I don't know, against Chidwit or, I don't know, Scott Sabre or whatever. Like I play normal not my, my best poker and I do my best decision every time I play. And that's the way it is. Maybe uh, like if I swap with them, it's cool. But when we swap like a small pieces, so it doesn't change that much in the, in the decision making process at the in, in the moment that I'm playing. So yeah, I'm cool with that. And like even in the my mental hit thing it's, it's much better to don't think about this stuff and just play the hand the best you can and try to win all his chips that I try to win like every every opponent. Um I think it's cool. I think people overrate over uh rate the th- this where stuff happening in high stakes, I think most of the guys who play in high stage are really big band roles already and they don't care that much about this stuff. Like if you are a winning player, you demonstrate for so long and you have a big band why you complicate your life doing this type of study stuff? I think most of the guys didn't do it. Uh, I can say 100%
0: sure, I, I only talk by
1: myself, but yeah. I think it's pretty uncommon to do some
0: savvy stuff in pretty high stakes, I think. Yeah, no, no, no. I, well, first of all, I'm not even talking – yeah, not saying shady, just saying like right. it's like one of those things where, you know, if you're – listen, if you're playing a 10K main event and you have like five guys that are friends with and you might swap 5% or whatever, right, and you play and it's like, you know, hope everyone does well, maybe you collide and you want to win the title. I'm just saying in like a, you know, say 20-person, 30-person, 25Ks um, that – More so, like just like friendly, right? Like your friends, like you don't want to. Like it's like weird because you get to see the cards, and your friends like, oh, you bluff me, like man, you're going at me. You didn't have to three bet Ace Five off, or you know, King Jack off in the spot. You could have just folded this one, right? But so I guess it's probably it's a bit of a mind game too, right? Because it's like you know that like your friends and like you know, it's it's, it becomes like a little bit of a dynamic where it's like, wow, is he really gonna mess with me, or is he gonna take advantage of me, like that? Not like colluding or cheating. when I think that
1: someone cool thing about this stuff, I always say at the beginning, "Hey bro, we play normal and no, you don't think anything strange because I will play you completely normal. Like, I, I like if I think that you are good player, maybe I play less hands or whatever. But if I play with good player, another player that I'm not friend, with, I will play the same way. So, it, for me, it's, it's the same, like, his friend or not, I think this guy has the band enough to, to lose the tournament or to lose, so it's not a big deal if if I bust him or they bust me. happens too often, like, uh, many of my friends try to bluff me so hard, I try to bluff them so hard, uh, no problem, maybe we laugh after and
0: that's all, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Makes sense. I, I remember one hand we played that there was a PCA Bahamas 50K buy-in and I was, I don't remember where exactly, maybe sort of deeper, know, like 30% of the field left. And I had aces and I folded to you after the flop. I think I showed or told you. Do you remember what you had? Or You played a million hands. had fun? It was a fifty thousand dollar buy-in at the Bahamas. One of those turbo fifty Ks. Yeah. And uh, I just remember this hand. We we haven't played too much together live, but a few we played a couple times. And I think, uh, yeah, I had aces and I folded on the river. I don't remember the exact board, but I think I showed my hand. And and I and, and I don't remember if you remember this hand. It was a long time no, ago. I
1: don't remember. I play every, every, every day. So uh, no, I can't. I can remember. Maybe if I bluff you, is more 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 easy for me to remember so probably have some value <laughs> right, that's
0: a good way. That's a good. i like to hear that all right that's the right answer um okay uh and and so tell me now like in terms of the rankings and stuff like how, how motivated i think i read somewhere you know i think what's the highest gpi ranking you've been number one or you've been yeah
1: top? I, I have been number one twice in 2017 and 2020 and was one of my goals, especially 2017, to travel around the world, become number one, all the stuff. Uh, right now, uh, this last year we can travel well. I didn't play a live tournament for over 18 months, so right now it's way different. Uh, and I think I lose a little bit of motivation about playing every live stuff. I, I play as before because now high stakes online increase a lot. So I can play high stakes from my home, and that's pretty fun for me. Uh, I worked really hard in my last year uh, online, and I have pretty good results too. So I'm uh, really confident to play online high stakes. So I think that I will travel less and less uh, this these next years, but I still love to play live. So I will be in West series, I will be in DPTs, I will be in big events for sure. and. Yeah, but I, I lose like, the motivation to be like uh, number one in the rank because I know how difficult is that and how you need to travel like five, six months every every year to to try to accomplish that.
0: And, and what about what about uh, family, kids? Like, is that? I mean, you're young; you're 27. But is that something? Would you like to have one day? Is that on? Is that a something you think about already, and how that may impact your career? Uh, or, or are you not even thinking about these things yet?
1: Well, I always think about this stuff. I I would like to be father, but I'm 27, and for me, it's like uh, I see that like too too early right now. Maybe in five years or something like that, maybe I will do. But right now, I'm like really motivated with my poker career. I, I try to to be with my family, the, the the persons that I love it, and try to be to be there for them and and. Uh, I really love to, to be with friends and family and all these type of people. I, I really love it. And But it's hard when you travel too much and you live in, in a different city. Uh, it's hard, but I, I have I, I have the facility to travel there, whatever whatever I want. Not with the COVID, but uh, after COVID, I think that maybe I'm in London right now and want to travel to Spain, I, I will be in Madrid in two hours. So that's pretty... Helpful for me, and yeah, maybe I always tell that I would love to to live in in Madrid, uh, but right now I can't. The situation for poker is really bad in Spain, so uh, I can't do it. Maybe in the future, or I maybe I want a huge amount of money and kind of retire from poker. I don't know, but right now I feel really really motivated to to keep grinding and feeling myself at the, at the top of the, of the players. and Yeah, that's my motivation right now. Is
0: it is it possible to play at this level, um, you know, like to, to, to be a winner on the 25K plus circuits, Tritons and these things, and not do a lot of work with PO Solver and studying and stuff? Because, you know, I, I think poker nowadays has gotten so competitive and the, the top 0.01%, you know, where I put yourself – uh, you, you know, like is it uh can someone just come in there who has like a decent understanding of the game and win or is it too difficult like to, to, to set that level to win a type of to event win. like that? To my, consistently.
1: By my by only himself, I think is impossible. Like without servers, without a study with partners and stuff like that, I think it's impossible. Like because there are many things that are not intuitive, like you study and they are not really easy to know if you didn't study before. But I think it's possible, like, maybe if you don't work too much with solvers, but your friends study with them, and you talk about something with them, or you study opponents that usually study with solvers and learn what type of thing they do, or all this stuff. I think if you are pretty talented, you can be a winner, but you need to to work and study your game, like, maybe not only with solvers, maybe other stuff. I didn't at the end of the day i didn't put that much hours of peer solver and stuff like that i use sometimes but for sure i'm one in the top top level maybe i'm one of the less like guys who study less hours of solver. but i put a lot of uh, hours of work with people who study with peer solver. that so that gave me some edge and i un- i understand how how it works and i think it's really important to be a to I think it's impossible to win a high stakes if you don't study. That, that's my thing.
0: Yeah, and and do you, what are some what are some like common mistakes when you play in main events? Right. Let's just take some of these mains that you've had success in. You know, it's more realistic. People out watching may be able to play. Most people aren't going to play the high rollers. Now, what would be some of the biggest leaks and mistakes you see? Population tendency in main events. That you're going, that you're exploiting, like guys that are, you know, maybe they play a little bit or they're satellite winners and they're at yeah. a table. What are, what are just, uh, what are some tricks and, and things that you, you kind of like pick up on and you try to attack when you're playing main events?
1: Yeah, when I play main events, I, uh, it's a completely different game for me. Like to play a hundred k or main event, and I think the biggest leaks of most of the guys are like they probably they are falling way too much uh, every street, like. Uh, they're playing pretty tight, uh, fall too much. And I think the biggest mistake is not bluff enough because bluffing is so important in poker and it's, it's part of the game. And most of the guys who who are not a winning players in these many events, they, they play pretty tight normally.
0: So, okay. So, yeah, you got to mix it up a bit. You you get, you missing the flops so often, right? So it's like, yeah, playing. So yeah. post-flop, you're trying to avoid all-ins, ace-king to jacks, right? There's no interest. You, you don't want to just, you want to go post-flop, see flops and, and play with guys. Well,
1: and let them them. That's close because I think some of the guys too, like play main events and they don't want to be never big pot. They try to win the tournament hand by hand, like small pots. And I think that's not possible too. So you can't lose that much value. Like, I, I, like if you're starting with service and stuff like that, you know that maybe Silvete in a skin is pretty profitable. Maybe exactly No, a skin is, is close between calling and Trivet. So that this kind of hands, I, I'm okay that you take the, the lower variance line, but some of the spots are really, really much profitable if you play the aggressive line. So I think many of the, prof- that that's different leagues. Like some of the professional who play many events try to to win the tournament without risking the tournament and that's not possible in my opinion like you need to put some 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 risk in the tournament and you need to flip in you need to to win some flip, you need to be lucky to win a tournament that's always like that uh, and i think you are uh, like you, what, like the population are losing a lot of uh, ev like playing tight even professionals uh, i think like you need to, to be lucky and run well to win a tournament. So you can win a tournament only by skill or something like that. You need to be to be skilled, but also be lucky to win a tournament. That's, that's, that's for sure. It,
0: it would be nice if there was like a live poker tracker, you know, if you could just see your EVs in spots. Because I think one of the hard things that I even, you know, myself, I'm, I'm kind of a merge, right? Like I, I played poker a long time. I'm not, I don't do a lot of, ton of studying solver work. I'd stream, I do content, I play live cash. And for me, sometimes it's hard to know like how I'm really, I guess like what I'm asking is, yeah, because it's like, so yesterday I play, I'm deep in some tournaments, you know, I lose aces pre for big pots with 40 left for huge scores. And it's like, it's frustrating, but also I understand the game where it's not about that, right? It's not like your last hand. It's all these blind on blind spots. You know, okay, you lose ace, king to ace, queen, but you only had 20 blinds where you could have 60 blinds and it doesn't matter. Right. So it's like, I am very realistic on that and I'm trying to constantly work and get better and, and and have stacks deeper. But how do you, how are you honest with yourself variance wise? And a lot of these sites like party poker, they have no HUDs, no heads up displays. And you know, you can't like run the poker trackers and these things. So how are you able to know sometimes? Like if you're like, wow, I'm running bad today. I lost online, let's say, and you're like, wow, I, I ran bad. You felt like you ran bad. You know, how are you able to
1: sort of uh, know that? Because it's I think, sort of over some I results think, oriented. Yeah, I think online is easier because even some sites it doesn't have HUD. Uh, you can download your hands and import in your database and see if you are winning or not. So you can see how many people per hundred are you winning. So if you are winning player for a long period of, 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 hand, of, of time, mm-hmm. uh, your, your game is, is, is a winning game. So that's give me like the confidence that I'm doing the right thing. I'm playing the highest stakes online, and my graph is pretty nice going up uh, all the way. So I feel like I'm winning online. If I'm winning online, uh, I think I'm winning live because online is softer and it's way, way tough. And life is easier, and I think my skills are better for life poker. So I feel really, really strong in life poker at the moment. Yeah, it, and it that's is, that's how I like see. Like I see if I win in baby per 100 I see if I win in money, and these both,
0: these two things give me the
1: the way that if I'm doing the, the right things or not.
0: And and uh, are you do you believe like? when you hear poker solvers and the games like what, you know, getting harder and this and that, but it seems like it's very popular. Like WPT had record field in, in Florida, right? 25, 400 in the main event. Uh, poker is very popular. There's Twitch, there's YouTube, there's content, there's free stuff. It seems to be growing, but the game's also getting harder, but the ecosystem does seem like new people are starting to come in. U S poker is being legal. So are you worried that the game could dry up a bit or do you think that Always, poker will be around. Maybe it's PLO, uh, mixed games, I six plus. Like, you think it's just? Are you worried that in five years it might dry up, or is it just not a concern for you?
1: Uh, I think it's not a concern. I think poker, many many people play poker, and f- uh, will be always better players and worse players. So always will be uh, winning players and losing players. The only way to dry up poker is like the sides increase the rate so high that nobody can win. But I think at the moment it is it's, it's possible to win and you don't need to to be better than your opponents. That said, I know that it's pretty difficult to be better than your opponent, especially with, when you play with guys that spend many, many hours studying or playing or improving and probably you need to be professional and study the same amount of hours of them or even more. And yeah, that's my thing. I think that especially tour- poker tourma- the, I- the tournament poker will be always there because people love it, I-, I love it too, and there's too much competition going on there and I think it will be always profitable to play the poker tournaments.
0: For sure, and and do you do you consider yourself? I got a question here live in the in the chat from Hey Sun God. Do you do you consider yourself top ten in the world currently? Where do you? I know it's like a, a tough question. I don't like asking people. Oh, who are you most scared of? Who do you think are the best because yeah. you compete with them, right? You don't want to tell people. Oh, I think you're tough, or scared of you, or not that you're scared of anybody. But um, you know, do you consider yourself like in that that uh, elite elite level, or, or where? What kind of like where do you kind of put yourself currently, if you don't
1: uh, mind it? I don't like uh, normally when uh, I talk, I don't like to brag about my bra I I, I'm not a guy who who have too much ego and, and need to demonstrate all of that but yes I consider myself in the top 10 and, because if not uh, I, I won't play like the 100k is the the 1 million tournaments and all the stuff so I can lie to you here and say no I didn't consider myself but then next tournament I will be playing the 300k in two weeks. So if I don't consider that I'm one of the best players in the world in this, I won't play this tournament. So yes, I consider myself in the, in the top. And it's really, it's really difficult to say top 15, top five, top three, top five. I don't know, but just yes, in the top, yeah.
0: And and uh, how how if you don't mind sharing a bit about like the the action stuff because you know between. And and the highest stakes, the 100Ks, the million, million dollar, obviously most of the players sell some action, swap some action just for variance or whatnot, you know, without being too specific. Do you have like a rule at a certain buy-in, 25Ks, 50Ks, 100Ks, millions that you sell differently and probably, I assume, in 10Ks and lower? Or 25ks you take all your action or or you know what what sort of your rules of bankroll in this these situations
1: yeah it's dependent on my bankroll at uh, the moment of my career if I, I feel like more gambling or not but normally i play like 10k like 5k or less tournaments i play normally 100 percent of my action uh 10k is 25k i sw- swaps with some friends and over 25k uh, like 50k 100 k all this stuff i i selection
0: always nice nice um and it, h- how was that feeling to buy into the million million dollar tournament what does that feel like to enter that you know you, you at that point you obviously have more people involved than, than not or you know someone's got money up how, how, what is that sensation to sit down for that entry and do, did it feel different than when you play a 25k or 50k like what was that uh, that whole process like
1: Yeah, of course, it's different. Like, I don't know, more than between 20 or 30 people in my tournament, in that million-dollar tournament. So, yeah, but, like, it's a... At the end of the day, it's a normal tournament. You need to play, like, a normal tournament. Of course, like, all the cameras, all the people are really motivated, excited, because it's a, like, one-time thing, maybe two-time thing in your life. And it's really strange to play for that amount of money. But yeah, I I sit in in the table and to myself hey adrian this is another day on the office you need to play as best as best as you can uh, whatever happen happens uh, that i can control so i think i play good poker in this in this one million i i, I was the first team leader i i eliminated the first player was david peters he, make up a huge bluff on me and I, I call him and then I passed to Feather Hall for like in day two in huge cooler so yeah that's that sucks for sure and you don't want, like to to bust but at the end of the day when you register the tournament you know in the best case scenario you making the money 15-20 percent of the time so most of the time you will you will lose the money and the investors that invest in the tournament already know that so every every know that and is a, a high risk investment for sure. But I think it was profitable. And
0: it was a fun experience for sure. And and I got a question here in the chat live from Tiagoal about your tough top three toughest players to play against. I don't want to ask that because again, I think that doesn't do much good for you or in general, right? Why, you know, to share that, that, but I want to ask like at the highest level, when you're playing these 20, 30 person, hundred Ks, let's just say on, Mm -hmm. you know, like from this field, what type of note detail and, and sort of edges are you looking for? I think you mentioned earlier, certain players play super well, deep stacked. maybe some are like super experienced, 10, 12, 15 blinds. So, you know, Do you have, like, spreadsheets where you're like, all right, these are the guys, you you know, how detailed are your notes and analysis of guys? Because you do play with a lot of the same people at this level, right?
1: Yeah, we play a lot for so I don't know. i try to understand how they think about poker, what are the goals, how they study, uh, the way they play and all this stuff. But sometimes these guys are really good players, so sometimes it's hard because all of them are, like, Good, good, play. So you need to to play as best as you can, and it's hard. Like I know some guys I can compete them about who study more or who is more intelligent because they are way more intelligent than me. But maybe I can compete with them like about having more emphasis or lifestyles or other types of things. Like I think I'm, I'm good at it, so it, it's like different. Like I think the best player in the world are the mix of both. You need to have really strong technical concepts, but also you need to understand that you are playing a, a game of, of people, of persons and they are emotionally and they can just change the game. So I think when you are really good at, at both of it, you become a, a, a master in the game, like like for example, like Fairhold when he crashed in 2015-14, I think he's like a mix of both, Could technically and also really good life and emotionally concerts too, concerts too. So I think that's the way to crush the poker in high stakes when you are good at, at both.
0: And and do you do you feel when you're at the table in these main events that people are scared of you? Because, you know, Dan Coleman is a very close friend of mine. I'd say Dan Coleman, Fedor Holtz, and Justin Bonomo, they had kind of like the three runs from, you know, another, like, just, they couldn't lose. They won every tournament. They just were winning everything. And Dan Coleman was telling me and Fedor, you know, you could feel it at the table when you're playing and guys are scared of you. You know, they're folding like Jack nine in the big blind or a seven off in the big blind for a bet because like, they just, they're like, man, this guy knows what I have. He's going to not give up a chip in any spot. And like, do you feel that sort of at times where you're like, you know, people are scared of you in these main events too, especially if you've won a few mm-hmm. now, you're in there and you just, like, guys don't want to play with you? Do you, do you get that kind of impression?
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I get that impression, like, I, especially in many events. Like, high rollers, all of the guys are really, really good, good band rolls, and they don't care that much. And also, I think everyone cares a little bit, but not that much. But in main events, it's huge. Like, when I sit at the table and three cameras follow me <laughs> in Bahamas filming for for YouTube or with, with a match match, and or reporters come to me to say how many teams you have for sure they they, they know that and they know that i'm professional poker player i probably they know that i, I want to have a lot of success so they're scared for sure like most, most of the guys didn't want to play against you but you also be, have to be uh, clever because you need to sit at the table and know who are the guys who will play more tight against you, but there are other players that want to punish you. Like I'm the boss in the table, I will bluff you because you are raising every hand. So now it's my time to to demonstrate that I'm a good player too. I, I I can feel that too. Like I think I'm really good at life because I can feel that who are the guys who are afraid to play with me and who are the guys who uh, like are GT oriented and didn't care and they play me against the same as they play against a solver and there are some guys that they really want to win uh, against me they really want to pass me they really want to bluff me and so they need the bluff so if you are good at knowing who is who i think it's a big edge especially life
0: yeah, I'd say it's like the the Helmut kind of mentality where you're at, like or or a female, same type of thing. Okay. You get to a level where people respect you or that they want to beat you. Exactly. You know the guys that are like, oh, like yo oh, hey, you're so good, and you can just see it. Or you see a showdown, like wow, I didn't value bet Ace Queen on an Ace High dry yeah. board on the river. Like you know they're scared. And then there's guys, yeah, you you can tell, like you said, they're trying to bluff you. So like in a close spot where it's you know really, you, you just make be able to make those decisions. I think if you're if you're in tune to that you it can really exploit it to your advantage yeah. and probably have gotten some huge punts and also made some big laydowns um, yeah. accordingly. So, yeah, that, that's pretty cool. Um, what, is, uh, what is your, your uh, plans for the WSOP and how does that affect you with the quarantine and whatnot? Are you going to be going for most of the series or trying to, or, or what is your plans coming up here now?
1: Today, today I was looking for flights and stuff like that. And look, like my plan will be to, to quarantine in, in Mexico probably for two weeks and then go to Las Vegas. Uh, I really want to play. After 18 months of playing online, I really want to play live. I, I love the competition. I like to play live tournaments, especially in Vegas. Like boys' series have some special atmos- atmosphere. So, yeah, I, I, I want to be there the full schedule. Probably the first tournament I will play is the 300K Super hardware Bowl, so I start with <laughs> strong position. Like, uh, and my plan is to to go there and for to play the 300K. If if it's possible, if not, I will go to to play the, the World Series. But I will be there to play every high buying tournament, and only with Holland only because I only play in Holland.
0: and and, and what's like what's a um, what's your? I want to ask you before I forget about preparation on a, on a general day and, and live and online in terms of you know, do you meditate, mentality, uh, do you have a coach and that type of stuff or, or, you know, workout, do you have a ritual in a way like before, you know, would you rather just like wake up and hop in? Sunday schedule or do you like no I'm gonna I'm gonna take my time, get a workout, meditate, and then just come in and come in, or do you like look the day before and say, Okay, I'm gonna play this on Winamax. I'm gonna play this on party. I have your schedule lined out. If I bust this, I play that. How meticulous are you in your preparation for your online grinds?
1: Like back in the day when like <laughs> a few years before I, I no not preparation. I just opened the lobby and say which which one is the highest tournament? I would play that one and that one, and that's all. Let's play. Uh, no other things, but now I feel like it's more, especially uh, I was playing tennis uh, under age, like uh, with 16, 15 years for like high level. So I was always like fit in form and all this stuff. But with poker, I I, I start not doing uh, like a sport. I was not in form. I, I was not fit. So in the last year, that two years, I, I tried to be more fit, like to, to, to do some sport, go to the gym and stuff like that. So I really like to be like that and also eating a little bit more healthy. I think it's, it's good for me. I, I feel good doing that. Uh, but I think it's not a must. Like you don't need to, to, to do all this stuff to play good poker. Like I think it's something that help you, but it's, it's, it's not a must, it, at least in my case. It, uh, I can play poker with, uh, without sleeping. I can play poker without doing exercise. And I, I, I did many times, and I think I perform OK. But I think I perform good, better if I sleep well, I eat well, I do sports and, and everything uh yeah um, and yeah, my plan uh, in the next in the next tournament is to try to do some exercise and eat well at least yeah. and then the mental thing i i think that is one of my strongest part, part of my game so i don't need too much to work about that, to work about this, but I also love it. Like, so I was always uh, reading things about psychology and watching videos and stuff like that. So it's something that interested me. And also, we must have a coach, like mental coach, and we talk with him sometimes and stuff like. Uh, and he helped me. Uh, I didn't like I. I feel like really strong in this part, but it's always good like to talk with people who who are really good at at, at his job.
0: And, and let me let me ask about your table. So, like, right now, you know, again, big day two, for well, for me, because you're playing a lot of stuff. I know you just got fourth or third or whatever in the 10K heads up World Series yeah. event, It looked like I saw you flopped a flush over flush, 118 to one to flop a flush. I think you had 10 high. You flopped queen high or maybe ace high. That's a pretty sick uh, way to go. But, you know, do you feel that way? The only way you get beat is a cooler? Like, are you? is that how you walk into a tournament and you're like, I'm going to have to get cooler? to get knocked out. Is that, is that your mentality? Cause I mean, is that, that, that seems like, you know, it just seems hard to get your chips. Uh,
1: yeah, it's hard. Like I busted in the main event. Uh, I was big, the run in the last main event. Like I finished 80, like aces to clean skin in the river for chip leader pot. So sometimes you feel like that, like that is the only way that like, you get bust. But I think it's a mistake too. Like I always say to my horses and friends and people who I work with, that if you always bust, as a cooler, you are probably uh, doing playing bad because you pocket. You need to bust bluffing. You need to bust uh, hero calling run, and this type of hands are, are really important to enjoy your win rate. So if you always bust aces to kings or ace king to jacks or something like that, I think I think like it's, you are doing something wrong. Uh, sometimes yeah. we we uh, like we go to bed easily if you we lose a standard flip or something like that and if you bluff all the stack and get called by by nuts or, or by hero call you feel like really bad i, I played really bad this hand all this stuff but probably if you never uh, bust like that you are giving up too many spots to your opponents and it's it's really tough to be in the in the top if you are uh, making this type of mistakes uh, normally.
0: For sure, and what, give me a little inside look at what you're, let's just take now during maybe the biggest two, three weeks of the year of online poker, right? There's there's across the board, there's sites that have a lot going on. So how many tables do you play? Like what is the most you will play at one time? And what do you believe your sweet spot is for tables? Uh, how, what's your best, yeah. like when you're at your best, the most you can play? Yeah, I think
1: I, I have a, a good advice for people who used to play online a lot. Like when I start playing poker, I play up to 16 tables uh, with 18, 19, 20 years old. And but in the last year, I I feel like I play way better with way less tables. So I play maximum nine tables at the moment. And I feel really strong now. Like every because when you play too many tables, you are giving up spots like maybe you have a Close defend, you didn't do it. Maybe you have a close open, you didn't do it. Uh, a bet, you probably don't do it. A hero code, you never do it if you are playing many tables. Or big bluffs, you probably never do it if you play 16 tables. Because it's so fucking hard to do things in in, in in really complex hands uh, playing 16 tables at the same time of 12 tables. Right. But it- I, I feel like playing 8, 9 tables is my comfort zone. I really think I play Close to my game, these tables. I, I, I play for yeah. some better for tables than nine, but I think nine is is uh, is the, the key the key number for me.
0: Because then you give up, you give up the timing of it all as well, right? Because like you're, yeah. you're timing out, you're trying out. You got to watch everything else. Plus, you don't really know what he's doing or how it's going, how you look on what you're doing it's it's just kind of like it's sporadic i think once you get into that 10 12 table zone
1: Yeah, um, i think i think a uh, pr- uh, really common mistake especially for grinders uh, that they play many tables and i think it's better to play less tables but good poker and also is is easier easier to improve if you do this way than if you play many tables and you don't think uh, uh, too much about poker just you play abc play game like play like really, really hard to play with poker at my table.
0: And and I want to ask you about Winamax. So you, you are sponsored by them for a few years. I know Mustafa Kenneth, some other players that I really respect like are, are there. It seems like a strong group of guys. Uh, what was that like for you to be become a sponsored pro, you know, to, to not only just have the success, but now have a brand want to endorse you and, and be a part of the team. What, what was that experience like? And, and who else did you, were you looking at? I mean, was it, were, was it negotiations and you were like, Oh, you know, why, why there? I'm sure every site would love to have you. Why win a max?
1: Yeah. Uh, like at the beginning I was not really uh like motivated because i think like it's more work and i always a person that never work for anyone and i don't i i do like my own work i don't need to to respond to anyone so at the beginning working for a company was something that i was a little bit afraid of. but uh, and the first time i we only signed for one year because i don't want to sign for more just to try if i feel comfortable or not and then decide so I feel really, really comfortable with the team. I think the guys who work there, not, not only the, the team pros, like they're, they're amazing, but also the, the people who work for, from Winamax are
0: really nice. And I'm really,
1: really, really happy to work for them. And we renew again and renew again. And I think, I, I hope that this will continue in the time. and. I just I only have good work for, for them. I'm really happy. They understand me. I think I understand them too. And we work together really, really cool. Yeah.
0: That's uh, that. Yeah. No. It's it, it is nice, right? It's kind of like being in a fraternity or college or like a group. It's cool to be a part of a team and sort of work together and 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 do cool stuff. So that's uh, yeah. It's pretty pretty exciting. I'm sure your family was happy, right? To see at that point you already had success, but to see you get you know and. and it, be proud to be an ambassador of a, a strong company and, and endorse them. What, uh, what has been the biggest challenge for you uh, as a poker player? What, what do you think in terms of lifestyle, like even in European uh, time zones, it's tough a little bit with the schedule, right? You go to bed a lot of times, very late, like what you're going to bed at four or 5. AM, probably 6. AM. You know, how, how is that? How are you able to, you know, what, what's a typical grind look like for you when you finish? What time do you wake up and, and how is the lifestyle over in Europe playing online poker?
1: yeah, when I'm playing online, I, I, I'm really a night night guy. like I really like to to work in the night and like even when I was studying at the university and in the school, I study in the night. Right? I'm not the guy who wake up and I study in the morning. I prefer to to be late in the night. So my, my, I think my brain is work better in the night. So I usually w- uh, go to bed really, really late, about five, six in the morning and wake up at one, 2 p.m. or something like that. I sleep like seven, eight hours and yeah, and my day start like I eat. And maybe if, uh, if, if I can, I'm playing online. I go to the gym and then, and then if I play online, I play online for about start at 6 p.m. till two, three, In the in the morning, uh, uh, I am, and if I didn't play, but maybe go to to see some friends, make some some hobbies, or or just studying some poker. It depends. Normally, when I'm in London, I'm like in the poker mood, so it's most of the days are studying and playing. And when I need some holidays and enjoy, I go to to Madrid uh, to spend time with my friends and family.
0: Very, very nice. And what is, uh, what do you think is the thing that you've learned the most from poker about life? The, the comparison or the metaphor, you know, with, with bankroll management or dealing with variance, luck, highs and lows, what to you is the most valuable part of poker that you apply to, re- to everyday life?
1: couple of things, like control emotions, I think is really important. I think I, I'm, I'm I, it's really, ha- I'm outside poker, I'm a person that is really hard to argue with me. Because I, I don't like to argue. I'll have discussion uh, because I didn't like it. So I, I think like, I feel more like I'm more like a rational person. Uh, it's really hard for me to lose like my emotions. And uh, I think that's from poker and I think it's, uh, it's nice in life uh, to, to be control of your life and do, do, don't do things that then you regret it. And also the the concept of EB, expected value, and doing the the right thing in the right moment, and that some some things in life is, is like variance. Like when you have a, know, a problem with uh, with someone, sometimes you do the the right decision and you do the the right thing. And so, so life and poker has some variance. So sometimes you just running bad in life, and you only need to focus in. In, in your decisions, uh, uh, the same as spoken in my opinion.
0: Very, very, very cool. And what uh, what sports do you like? Were you, uh, when Messi left for PSG, did that upset you at all? Or were you just like, listen, I'm grateful, this guy, we've got stuff. Are you, well, first of all, you. who are you support? Are you a Barcelona fan? Who's your club?
1: No, my club is Atletico de Madrid. Uh, okay. I was, I went to the stadium from, I was a kid with three, four years old until I, I was 18 years old i go there every every match and now with 18 i moved to london so i can go less and less only if i in madrid this the, the weekend but i still pay my my tickets to go to the stadium and if i can go my parents go for me uh that i i really love atletico i really like to follow all the all their, their matches, and I like I like soccer. But I'm not really good at soccer, so I prefer to play tennis. I, I used to play tennis a lot when I was a kid, and now I'm really motivated with paddle. I don't know if you know which is what this paddle paddle is close similar to tennis. and tennis,
0: really... the, the one off the back wall, right where you can yeah. hit the wall. Yeah, yeah. I play all. I love it. There's a court outside my house, three courts right there, and I play all the time. I was actually Vince Van yeah. Patten was on the show yesterday, and he was really, he was actually, I don't know if you knew this, did you know he played in Wimbledon, he beat McEnroe and stuff, did you know that? Oh Yeah, no. yeah. I didn't, I didn't know he was that at that level either, but he's very into paddle tennis, and that seems to be people growing very quickly, paddle tennis, so we'll have yeah. to maybe play, uh, play some at the World Series or or, cool. or racquetball or something, it's yeah, a lot.
1: Of- I, I will take my racket for sure there, and I, I, in Spain it's pretty popular paddle, and I really like it, so I started playing more and more, and I, it's one of the it's I enjoy the most now.
0: It, does, does Real Madrid and and uh, Atletico and Madrid do they share a stadium like like uh, Inter Milan, AC Milan, or do they each have their own?
1: No, we, we hate each other, so we can't share anything. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> uh, it's rivalry. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a big rivalry between these two clubs. Uh, no, they have his stadium in Santiago Bernabeu, and we have uh, one, the Wanda Metropolitano, is a new stadium in Houston. Yeah.
0: That that was one of the most incredible games I saw. It was uh, heartbreaking. I think it was the, the UEFA Champions League final in the last 90th minute or something, or extra time. I think a yeah. header goal, and then they won in overtime, or maybe I forget something like that. But I, I, I'm a big fan, and I remember that yeah. game. It, it's amazing that they were there in the final, right? The both teams were there in the final, and that's that was got to be. I mean, that's one of those examples, though. With like anything in life, it's never over till it's over. Nothing zero or a hundred. Yeah. You look at a poker and yeah. I'm sure you've been. Down to ten, you know, heads up with the ten to 1, 21 deficit, you come back or vice versa, right? So it's 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 crazy, but that was the that was an emotional one, right? That, that, am I right? Yeah. Was that like two thousand fifteen or sixteen or something?
1: Yeah, it was really emotional for me. I was there in the stadium, go to uh, Lisbon or Milan because I, I, we lose the both finals and. And it was really tough for me because I buy tickets for my parents with my brother. And we are really close to win the Champions League, our first Champions League. And in the last minute, they scored, uh, they draw, uh, Sergio Ramos draw uh, the match. And they they won in the after time, uh, in the overtime. And it was painful, but also an experience that uh, in life uh, life is is difficult and you never win until the, the last card is, is, is dealt. So you never know. Uh, sometimes when I like in poker, when I have like 95% I don't celebrate because I know sometimes the river could come and in, this, in this, this match is the same. In the last minute in the 92 minutes, 93 minutes they score. But how, that's how
0: life works. Yeah. Do, do you ever feel I know I mean I, I can't even really ask this without feeling silly but I, I still can't help myself and I, I do ever at times because like I'll be I'll be playing online you know I'm streaming on Twitch everything's going well and then it's just like boom 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 or great you know like it's just amazing when stuff happens like three hours two hours on the river or on a site. do you ever feel like on a site you know because you play high stakes across I'm sure all the sites right so like is there ever like a period where on one site you're just running so bad? Where you're like, this is almost impossible, but then everywhere else is going well. Do you ever like sometimes wonder, because I hear this a lot. I don't, obviously, I don't think online poker is rigged. There's no reason, right? The sites make the money. There's no reason to. But do you ever, f- have, ever have like mental talks for yourself where you're literally like, I wonder if I'm getting messed with or like if they just like have me set. do you ever, ever have that even creep in your head or are you just too much of a professional?
1: uh like not about i don't think about this ricket or something like that but i really think that some side like i'm more lucky and the other side i'm not and and we lose when you lose again in the same side i say Fuck this side i don't want to play more in this fucking side or whatever like that but yeah it's like but it's like emotional thing and when then when Adrian, calm down <laughs> with the, the logic and say, okay, the tournament is good.
0: I think I'm profitable. Okay, let's let's play it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's all. all right, good. I, I, that's what I wanted. I wanted to hear your human because there are times where I'm like <laughs> talking about myself and I'm just like, wow. Like, I, because like, you know, the crazy thing, like, you see the Truman Show or some movies or things or the matrix you're like, there are times where like, you really, I've questioned myself insanity. I'm like, wow, I wonder if I'm like, just, this is like all kind of like, it's, you know, I feel that way. But then I just say, you know what? I need to study more, have Mm -hmm. more and and be able to withstand the loss of a a beat because I talk to myself. And as a professional, I know you're not supposed to, but I can't help it once in a while to feel a little crazy. So, Mm -hmm. um, All right. Fair enough. Well, listen, we got a lot of questions and I know this is big action, so I'm sure there's tournaments you want to hop in and get going. I'm going to be streaming and playing. I think you said you are today too. So let's, let's try to take some of these questions and then we'll do the giveaway uh, to this tournament. But um, let's see what else. uh, Actually, I did want to ask about Messi. Do you like your understanding of how he's perceived in Barcelona? Is he just too big what he's done and brought to the club? Is it just like People are like, oh, he's a god, I don't care. Or are people, do you think, like, wow, how could you leave? Why is it about the money? Why would you not just stay here and finish your career? What do you think the overall feeling is towards him? I think
1: people kind of understand Leo Messi because it's like Barcelona have a big economic problem right now. So Messi won a lot of money and it's really hard to maintain him in the club. So and they give everything for the club for over 15 years. So they are god. Like the, he's a legend. I think most of the people like kind of understand that he's living. And yeah, for me, like uh, Messi is like the gold at soccer. For me, is the best player probably all the time. And maybe I'm really biased because I'm really John and didn't say the like Pelé or Maradona, this this type of guys, but like the guys I see Messi is the best. Not only because of his game, uh, it's because his consistency for fifteen years. Like every year he's crossing. So that's really hard. Yeah.
0: For sure. All right, well, let's let's try and knock some of these out and then we can uh we can both get get to our brace. I, I got I got a feeling I'm gonna call right now we have a world poker tour 5k day 2 there's going to be 150 players left i, I didn't even realize we're in the money which is nice nice to come in in the money 15% left it's going to be about 900k up top so i'm calling it right here guys you can clip it if if adrian and i both make the final table i'm going to give away i'm going to give away 5 grand in cash that's what i'm going to do if we both make the final table so there's 150 left i don't know the odds on that it's probably about 50% cuz i feel like we're high energy yeah, and we're it's a flip so got it. <laughs> You can quote me on that 5K if we both final table. And I'm going to give away 10K uh, if I take top three. So that's just what I'm going to do. Um, all right. So that's on Monday. And uh, let's uh, let's get after it and take some of these questions. So I like this one right off the bat. Duck Dodgers asking, what is a good advice to players that would start today? Because it's not 2012. It's not 2003. Different things, different resources are available now. What would be your advice? Because not everyone's got the discipline to wait two years or has a, or the right timing where they're not 18, right? And they just, like, take their time, come to the game, win every 10K, win everything, win 20 million. Who's going to do it today, starting in 2021? How would you tell them to, to proceed to enter into the game right now?
1: Yeah. At the, at the beginning, you need to study a lot. Study is a huge part at the beginning of your career. You you probably are not smarter than the guys who you play. You're probably not, like, super genius when you, you start playing. So the only way to win is to study more than your opponents, to be better at poker. The opponents and normally low stakes that's kinda easy because most of the guys didn't study that much. So your your comes from studies. Or at the beginning, now in 2020 or 2021, it's really easy to to find good content, uh, search online, uh, see streamings of top players playing online and showing his whole cars. Try to understand why they are doing the things they are doing and, and, and then uh, just improve your game step by step. Don't be in a rush and just increase the stakes little by little. Don't gamble. And when you demonstrate that you are willing to play in the $5 tournaments, then move to 10, then to 20, but not rush, like step by step.
0: For sure. And if you had to choose live poker online poker to play, you can only play one for this next year, what would you do?
1: Oh, it's close. Uh, I think if only can play one, I, I think online now. But I enjoy more playing live. But the thing is playing live for one year straight is too much for me. Like uh, especially going out of home, like staying in an hotel or out of my town, out of my friends. So it's really tough for me. I like the way it's, uh, I doing. it. It's like playing like two months lives two months la- online, like one month live and then two months online, something like that. I mix. I, I, I literally love the mix. But yeah. if only one for one year, I say online because it's more
0: easy to stay
1: at home sitting in, in the computer.
0: For sure. Um, we got a question about your favorite hand to play and what hand you find the most difficult hand to play? My
1: favorite hand,
0: like, I aces for sure. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, not aces, I should, yeah
1: yeah like i don't know i have really good uh, memories about, with jack ten of spades because i, I made a huge bluff against Johnny loden in EPT monte carlo and it was a really viral video of my my bluff like crazy crazy shit going on and i, I really love this hand and so i was when i see jack ten of spades i remember this a uh, good moment for me and uh, maybe that one
0: what, what's the most difficult to play out of like Ace Queen, Ace Jack, suited, pocket eights? Like what hand is the one where you get and you're like, all right, here we go. Like, you know, I'm you're in a tough you're gonna be in an interesting spot. It's not the nuts, but it's a good hand and there's gonna be some tricky boards. Which one is like the one that seems to always come up that like wow, that's a, you're not always sure what to do. Yeah, maybe like
1: the most difficult like that, like nine, ten some hands like that are tough to play because are in the in the close between the premium but there are some hands that, that are better so maybe personal it's harder to play like nine tens
0: eights this type of hands could
1: be yeah that's
0: for sure uh what was the what was the the here we got a question about the wsop winning the wsop bracelet what did what did that mean for you and and how important was that in your career
1: that feel amazing like I, my first World Series of Europe I, I won I was underage so I can travel underage in, in the US so I can travel to the US I was eight 19 years old so I need to wait two years to to, to go to Vegas after this win and yeah, I, feel, I feel amazing like a bracelet like when you start playing poker you dream about winning a bracelet an EPT and this type of tournaments and I can do it so it's it feel, fucking amazing i don't
0: know what to say have you ever visited brazil Uh, no never um here we go we already just so look at some of these questions we already covered about the meditation and and routine uh okay let's see uh best footballer in history we just covered this look at this we're already getting through some of these um let's see yeah favorite event what's like your favorite out of all this tour stops is it you know bahamas the World Series, I won't count because that's just like, you know, straight and it's Vegas and it's, it's its own little world of a thing. But give me like your favorite tour stop out of anywhere on any any circuit, anything.
1: Uh, the circuit, uh, circuit I like the most probably is EPT. I like EPTs, especially EPT Barcelona. I, I love it. I have bad results in that one, but I love it because I love Barcelona in the summer and I feel like in home because I'm in Spain. So yeah, I fucking love
0: it to play there. Do you ever wear your bracelets? Never, never. Maybe
1: I should I, I should wear, but
0: I, I never did. Never do, right? For sure. Uh, what about free time? What do you do? Just want to relax. Uh, sports. You said you play some tennis. What about um? You know, backgammon, chess. Do you uh? What do you, What do you like to do? Watch Watch soccer. What do, What's your thing when you're? Free? Yeah, my free
1: time. I like not a guy. I like the sports. I like to watch sports, like especially soccer and tennis and paddle. I like to to do to some sports too, and also. Uh, I like to go party with my friends when I went in Spain and go to nice restaurants. I like cinema too. Yeah. Like normal guy with normal
0: things, I guess. For sure. And what player has inspired you the most? Not, maybe not current, but just growing up watching them on poker after dark or world series coverage. Like what, what is the player that you saw and you're like, wow, like this guy's cool or this guy plays well, or I like how he handles himself. Who kind of inspired you early on?
1: That's a common question, but they never know what to answer because I didn't have like a special guy that I would really want to focus on them. Like I always try to copy all the best players in the world, and but not only once. If, if I think he's a good player, if he's winning for a long time, I just try to copy them. So I just inspire bit for, for all of them and not anyone in particular.
0: For sure. Do you think the game has changed a lot lately? And 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 I, I I like to reference Sam Grafton's tweet where he like put each year you know three betting, four betting, five betting, flatting, crypto like twenty seventeen like what what is the uh, the game does evolve? It seems like there's new strategy, new thoughts. And it's kind of funny because like you could berate someone today or think they suck, but they actually could be ahead of their time or innovative or sure. someone who's saying this, which is actually kind of really funny if you think like that because each year different lines of thinking. Maybe at one point someone was doing what they think. So, yeah, what do you think lately about the poker game and how it's evolved?
1: I think poker will be involved uh, more and more. Now we have the thing is, now we have uh software that told us like the right thing to do or the GTO wise. So, there is a, a, a real answer to, to the question if the hand is, is played well or not. Uh, before we are all guessing, now we know more answers. So that's why people are like improving. When you know the the right answer to your question, uh, one one time and another and another, you, you you improve with time. So I think it's normal. But poker is such a complicated game, such a complex game, and will will always be people who make mistakes. Uh, even myself, I make mistake every every day, every every hour. Right?
0: for sure me, me as well times a few um sickest bad beat what is the one that maybe not like necessarily that it was a royal to a quads but you know deep in a big event you were you know final of whatever and then some you know yeah aces of the kings you mentioned king on the river stuff like this like was there anyone that stands out in your career like the million somewhere like you said a cooler million dollar versus fedor where yeah. i don't know hand but stuff like this what, what stands out to you is one that's like wow that was sick no, the cooler against
1: Feather was like 10, 10, 7 and a half, King 10, he had packet, 7 for 30
0: weeks, something like that.
1: pretty like big, big cooler, but that's not amazing. The last one I remember is, the because I played on, on Sunday, it's like the 5k main event, and we are uh, like 90 left, like big stack, I lose, I, I was only aces to kings, and the king in the river for cheap that pot 80 left. And that's huge, because it was like 2.5 million on top, and... It's like main event title. I really want to, to have a big deal running that one. So that one really hard for me, but the last weeks I, 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 I was winning and I had good results. So that's why it hurt a little bit less but uh, that one was tough and it's the latest so i played this hand like two uh, two days ago so that's why i remember most i usually forget the the big bad beats i don't like to focus in the
0: the bad things i
1: prefer to focus in the good things
0: so i usually
1: forgot about
0: this stuff. oh that you that was the wsop main event for 2.5 yeah. now you're saying you had aces all into kings and the king hit on the river yeah the, the,
1: the first the- like uh, 7.5 millions uh, like,
0: crazy. <laughs> did you, be honest, when when that happens, do you jump, like, did you jump out? Did you fall out of your chair? Because when you're seeing it, and then the peel card, right? It's on GG, so the thing's like peeling. Yeah. You, I mean, that's got to be a little hard to believe. Isn't yeah, it? I said,
1: okay, no, okay, it's good, all right, all right. And the fucking, in the river, I see they could be a queen, a king, and I said, fuck, it's a king. So, yeah, that sucks for me. But, Damn. yeah, that's how poker works. Uh, when you go all in, which I said, you win. is a lot,
0: but it's not always. So sometimes that happens. It's a lot. It's a lot. But when it becomes 94.5%, it feels a lot better. (laughs) It's a little more specially upsetting. But all right, fair enough. So I will say like, yeah, you know, I think the funny thing about poker too is like again, you got to remember about the last hand and and, and what the, the overall stuff and how you're playing and what's going on because you, it does feel personal sometimes. You're like, wow, like I'm so unlucky. How does that happen? But really, you know, I, I look around and I was sweating Anatoly Filatov in the um, in the 5K as well, and he was deep, and I, I was my day was done. I had it up, and I see him like lose kings to ace queen off for a pretty big pot with like 35 or 40 left or something, right? And it's like it happens. These hands, ace queen to kings, ace king to ace queen. Kings to aces, like these are, you know, to, to win seven thousand or three thousand, four thousand person tournaments, you got to run really well, and you got to be on the right side of coolers. You got to get lucky in and, the and all in. So it, it, people are taking beats all the time, every other hand, every table. I think that's a in perspective, you know, because sometimes when you see players like yourself or uh, Anatoly, or these guys that have such great results, you're like, wow, they must run so good all the time, right? They just can't lose a pot, they win every flip, but that's just. You know, it's not how it works,
1: no, right? it's not how it works. Just, just try to play every hand the best possible. But sometimes uh, when you go in with 70% equity or 60%, it's a good decision. But many of the times you will get knocked out anyway. So that's how it okay. To win a poker, you need to be really lucky to to win a poker tournament. And you need to understand that. Even if you play the best day of your life, probably you are not winning. <laughs> so that, that's that's how it works.
0: I see this bull fighting here. Have you ever gone to some bull fights, and have you ever ran with the bulls? I never, I
1: never see it. I see, I watching TV a little bit, but for me it's a little bit boring, and never never go to live bullfighting.
0: It's kind of yeah, it's kind of a messed up sport. Like you're basically there, like people are basically mostly watching to see if the guy's going to get hit, right? I mean, it's kind of uh, it seems like a silly. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's a big, it's a big uh, problematic in Spain with bullfighting. fighting. So people are against it. Some people are. Uh, really like it, so it, it's, it's
0: it's tough. Do you have do you, do you have a background in chess? Did you ever play chess or backgammon?
1: Like I played chess like for one year when I was like six years old or something like that. I know the rules. I play a little bit. I think I am okay, but like not not really good. Yeah. I, I'm okay to to win against someone who doesn't play and never, but I'm not good to win against someone that trained now, study.
0: And how many bracelets would you like to win? Do you have a do you have a target on that now that you have three at this age? Do you just does it just yeah. one at a time? Or are you like, I wanna be, beat Helmut, you know, take him off the throne. What's your what's your uh what's your plan? I would love to beat
1: Helmut, but I think it's it's close to impossible to play only playing no limit Holden. I think no limit Holden events are really tough to win because fields are so so big, so I, my target is to win as much as I can, and I don't have a number in my mind. Just try to win and win. Maybe in the future I play another variance of poker, but right now I play Nolim, so it's really tough for me to to win many fra- bracelets in this format.
0: For sure. And what about uh, I watched? So we got a question here. I watched you stream on Sunday when you were in the Saturday for the 5K in this a uh, lot of jerry jamming six two off blah blah uh i don't know what he's talking about there but what about satellites do you play some of these even though you're going to buy in do you, do you see a lot of value of satellites on some of these sites where you you'd be like all right there's a 500 to a 5k or a 1k to a 10k or 25 to a 25 do you play some of these or do you just buy direct yeah i
1: play some of some of the satellites. I, I think is good but I, as I told you before, I played on many tables and I prioritize like normal, ter- normal ter- tournaments. So sometimes, if I have like one one gap or one table I can't join, I, I open one satellite, but it's not something I I really look into it when I start the session. Sometimes I play it, but uh, I prefer to play like normal tournaments.
0: Right. Um... Okay, and uh, yeah, we are gonna be giving away a 109 phase ticket, which is you cannot direct by into the 530 satellite. They give away 50 seats to the 5K on Party Poker on in, in a, uh, day day one C. So they will be joining Adrian and myself. We are on day two, Monday the 13th. That's a big one. Do you have any other big two day two sweats currently that you're that you're in? I'm sure there's a between two others. Do you have any other stuff that you got going right now?
1: No, right now the only day two and a half is that one it's a huge one. So
0: I like it. That's gotta be I mean, for you on that day, depending what else is going on, will you be registering other stuff or will you just kinda focus on that and like a couple others because like you want that it'd be sweet to cross off. I mean you're playing for a triple crown, which is pretty cool, right? You realize you yeah, can yeah. just play that and have that or the quad crown, I guess. Yeah. Like so you know, at that point you're just like, you know what, I'm gonna focus maybe just play two, three, four, or do you still go at the nine tables?
1: No, maybe not nine, but I would play like six tables, something like that, a little bit
0: less than often. But yes, I will
1: play some more tables. If I make the really deep run into the final table, all the stuff, yes, I play only that that table. But uh, there's too many people left yet,
0: so I want to play more tournaments too. And and um. You said so you have to quarantine, so you'll go what you'll go down to Mexico or somewhere for two weeks, yeah. Probably weeks?
1: Mexico, they're playing there and then move to to Las Vegas and try to win as many places as they can there.
0: <laughs> and and you have uh, what's the minimum buy in you'll play at the World Series this year? I don't know, probably
1: uh, I don't mind. I, I don't mind to play the 1k or the, even the 500s. I play sometimes, uh, it depends on the schedule if it's more things in the day or not. Uh, normally, only yes, I play the, what, the 1500. I usually play maybe like red and try to spin it up or something like that. But yes, uh, I I more I like more to play the 5K, 10K and stuff like that. But yeah, it's, uh, it's fun to to play the the lower events too because I, I really love the competition. It's not only about the money. I like the the, the feeling to be like 30 left, very event. There I like the the sensation. So I, I I like to play this type of event too.
0: What, what's your biggest field size you've ever won, online or live? Like 5,000, 10,000 runners, what is it? Well, I
1: don't know. Online, uh, I, I, online I can't remember because uh, uh, <laughs> I sounds like a brag, but they won too many tournaments, so I can't remember which one is the, the biggest one. Uh, but I think live, probably the summer solstice, like my second bracelet, is a 1,500 event. So I don't know how many people play, but a lot a lot of them 2000 3000 I
0: don't know. But I love how they play. Right, okay. Listen, we've got a uh, nice giveaway queued up here. So it's a $109 phase ticket. Uh, before I give away this Party Poker ticket, hopefully someone can win into the 530, into the 5K, into the Dream. I, I actually did that. I played the 109, into the 530, got the seat, and, you know, that's a big promo. There's a lot of overlay on Party Satellites. Give me a little something on Winamax. I know you're, you're – I'm Team Party – Listen, it's about one big game. We're all here, win it together. We want the best for the community. Give me a little bit of info on Winamax. What's their specials yeah. going? What do they have? Is their series going on, or what's their main event on Sundays? Give me a little uh, love for Winamax. Yeah, yeah.
1: Now, just now we start the series on last Sunday, and we have like ten days or fourteen days of series online. Winamax, the huge main event is 125 euro buy, four million guaranteed. That's huge for for Winamax. Uh, and there is many flights you can still play. I think it's a like cow format. Uh, and that's the main event, but we are in the series, so you can play many Winamax series events. Uh, you can f- uh, research online, or even I post something in my social media about uh, the series, so you can follow the link. And if you are interested to play, really cool events there. And most of them are like six max, that I think is pretty, really fun to play. Uh, and yeah, uh, I, I hope everyone like register on Winamax and try to play some events there.
0: And and what is um what what do you prefer like WPT structure or or WSOP because I think WSOP is more turbo right like one Ks three Ks the structured like versus the WPT has longer levels uh, more play potentially but what, what do you prefer um, out of the two
1: for me like uh, if I have five K or more I like like, uh, like really uh, uh, slow structures because I, I have really good results in these type of tournaments and I think the edge is pretty big. But if the tournament is uh, cheap for me, like 1K, 2K, something like that, I prefer, like, faster, gambling a little bit more and play faster. So, but I really, the tournaments I like the most to play, I always say is the main events, the, the main event, like the seven days life main events, uh, for me, are the best tournament. Like the 5K, 10K main event, EPT main event, World Poker 2 main event, or you know, Party Millions uh, main events, for me, are the most fun to play by, by far. Even more fun than to play
0: 100K in, in and, and actually, do you use a HUD online? And does Winamax allow? one? Well, does Winamax allow one? Of course, you wouldn't do it if you can't. Because I know Party Poker was one of the first to just remove this and sort of just you know not allow HUDs. What do you believe on HUDs? Do you historically have you used one uh, in general, or, and do you like them or not?
1: Yeah, I use HUD. Uh, Winamax allowed them, and I use I use HUD there. Uh, I think that people. Overestimate the power of the hat. I think it's not super important, but it's something that can help you. Uh, I'm fine. There are some sites I play every day that doesn't use hat. I'm fine with that. And there are others that I can use hat, and I I use it because I think it's a little advantage. And when you when you are playing for long p- money big money every small advantage is good but i think people overestimate the power of heart heart is not that important especially when you don't have hands of people and you only play 200 hands with someone is pure variance. so heart is not important in my opinion for for people who you really didn't play that much right. uh, if if i analyze like a guy like i play every day and have like 40,000 of his hands that become a little bit more powerful. But when you play like especially small stakes that you play against many people like big field tournaments, Hat is not important because you never, you never had like the information to change the right.
0: game. it's it's also exactly, especially over those hands. Like there might be a time where they were they were the, they had ten blinds. They might have been chip leader. They could have been yeah. six handed, eight handed, nine yeah. handed. Like just it's, it can be actually probably cause you some uh, problems too. That, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And, and like three hundred
1: or uh, even one thousand hands is nothing. Yeah. Like one thousand hands is pure variance, so could be a guy who look like really tight and then is pretty out or the other way around and you don't have enough information.
0: Okay. And yeah, guys, make sure you give Adrian a follow on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, We do have a socials tag that will be in the video below. This is going to go up on YouTube and then it is going to go up on all the audio outlets. So I appreciate the time. We are going to do this, this giveaway right now, this $109 ticket. So I'll let you uh, tell me when I'm going to download this and then, you know, any advice for anyone in, give me, give me some advice, man. I, listen, we can go heads up. We'll figure it out. I mean, I kind of want the title, but like, give me, how, what do I need to do to, to, pe- to go, go the distance here and enjoy near the final table. I want to do the giveaway. Give me without being too mean, tell me like one or two things based on your experience with me. You know, I'll take the honest feedback. Just say, you know, too spewy pre-flop doesn't go for enough. No. Too, give me like a couple of uh, tips.
1: I don't uh, so I play with you sometimes as we, I don't have like huge database of you, so I don't know how what are your leagues or something like that. But most common, like I told you before, like the most common mistake for like Rex who play many events is like playing way too tight. Uh, like, like the feeling that you need to win and don't be eliminated and stuff like that, and I think is you need to, to find some risk. Sometimes you' need to put your tournament in the, in the line and put tough spot to your opponents. And I think that we, because of many people think like that, I think it's really nice to play tournaments, and like especially main events, putting a lot of pressure on people because when you put pressure on people, they make mistakes. So I think the best way to play main event is put a lot of pressure on, on your opponents, I think.
0: I like it. All right, well, guys, listen, I'm going to try to make the final table, but if I'm out in the first seven minutes, i <laughs> this and Buy me a beer in Vegas and say sorry, man. But uh, for sure, all right, cool. Well, let's uh, let's do this giveaway. You tell me when, and I'm gonna roll it.
1: What, what, what do you need?
0: So it's a, it's a giveaway. We just yeah. we entered in. There's 80 eligible people. It's from yeah. this tweet right here. So anyone who asked the question retweeted yeah. is going to be eligible. Uh, I'm sorry, right? Where is I? I thought I clicked on that? Okay, this one. So yeah, everyone here is eligible for the hundred nine dollar ticket that, that participated. So I'm gonna I just upload it. It's a very cool giveaway tool. And now it's screening for bots, the whole deal. And now you just tell me when and someone's gonna win the ticket. Uh, uh, say
1: a number or what, what, what do I need to say? You
0: just say now or when or you know oh, when okay. or whatever you want to say, some something and I'll okay. I'll roll Now
1: it's fine. Okay. No.
0: boom. Now so we're gonna roll it, and there's a winner, one winner, and that is right here, Jared Green won. So you are gonna win the 109 phase ticket Congratulations to you! I will send you a message. And with that, man, Adrian, thank you so much for the time. This was great. Got to uh, learn some more about you. Get to talk. Hopefully, we can play a little paddle or racquetball in Vegas, and hopefully, uh, some bracelets and, and titles coming our way. And, and we uh, we have a cheers in, in Vegas. So thank you so much cool. for the time. But
1: see you before in the World Booker Tour final table. Don't forget. Yes.
0: That. Yes. <laughs> uh, listen, I will. I'll see you there, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna call you when we make the final table. Say hello on before, and we'll uh, we'll have a nice battle. So okay. appreciate. You. it. All right. so
1: thank you. Thank you to having me here. It was was really fun and, and nice to to talk with you for a long time. We didn't talk that much before, but it was I was really comfortable and everything was fine. And uh, thank you and, and see you see you soon. For
0: sure. Cheers, man. Yes, this was yeah. great. Appreciate the time, guys. So that, that was Adrian Mateos. Everyone, thank you so much. Tomorrow we have Darren Elias who is uh, you know he's like the European or the, the American version of Mateos. Two of the guys I just don't like to see. They're very tough players. for World Poker titles, and we will be having him on tomorrow at I believe noon Eastern as well. So uh, make sure you tune in, and I will be streaming live on Twitch later today. I think Adrian, are you streaming later today? Are you going to be on? Yeah, I mean,
1: I will be on Twitch in like two hours. So in the Winamax, uh, Winamax ES uh, streaming channel. So if someone went to watch me play there they can and I will be uh, speaking Spanish but for sure you can see me see me playing.
0: Luckily poker is just one language so that's uh, people can watch you play I don't think they worry too much if they can hear or not they get to see some tricks and now check that you said it's a Winamax twitch channel?
1: Yeah Winamax uh, uh, es uh, Spanish version of the channel so you can find it easily I guess.
0: All right, cool. Well, I'm going to send the raid over to Heymonia. I'll be on streaming later as well. Hopefully we both have great days, and, and we'll see each other on Monday, no matter what, in the World Poker Tour, Day 2, 5 mil. Still one flight left. Day 1C is available this Sunday. Uh, if you guys want to try to get in, phase in, uh, whatever, you can. So good luck, and thanks again, Adrian. Thank you, Yes. Hi, I'm Derek Stevens, owner and chief executive officer of Circus Sports, home of the world's largest sports book and now the largest football contest guarantee in history. We've got $10 million on the line between our two contests. Circa Millions has $4 million in guarantees, including a million in quarterly payouts. The Circus Survivor has a $6 million guarantee. The one thing at Circus Sports 100% payback, no rake. You enter in Vegas, play from anywhere. Visit circusports.com for more info. Must be 21 or older and in the to legally enter. Circa sports encourages responsible gaming, all rights reserved. Thanks for listening. To this episode. It was brought to you in partnership with Party Poker. Go to partypoker.com to play tournaments, cash games, and improve your poker game. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear all of my future episodes.